Hello, Bermuda. Welcome to Best Health, presented by the Royal Gazette and RG Megs. This is your go-to health podcast, connecting you with Bermuda's finest in health and wellness. A big shout out to our sponsor for this episode, the Lindos Group of Companies. Why go anyplace else? Now let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Best Health Podcast. I am Carrie Astwood of Carrie Lee Fitness. And today with me in the studio is Dr. Joseph Yamin, who is a consultant cardiologist at the Bermuda Hospitals Board at KEMH. And he's also the director of the outpatient multi-specialty clinics, as well as the Cardiac Computed Tomography, CT, program. Hi, Dr. Joe. How are Hi, you? Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. Good, thanks welcome. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners, to start off the episode a little bit, about you? Thanks again. And I know this will air around the holidays. Yes. So, happy holidays to, to the listeners. Yes. Uh, I've been in Bermuda for nine years. Wow. I've been in this role for uh, the past nine years, though some of it has been uh, added throughout the uh, my career here. I've been very happy. I think we're um, helping the community. Absolutely. I'm also very uh, glad to be part of this um, hospital, of Bermuda Hospitals Board, and to be here today. Wonderful. Well, we are very lucky to have you. Thank you. Uh, so for today's episode, um, as we just said, the holidays are coming, and with that comes New Year's, and with the New Year, You know, a lot of people like to put some extra focus on their health, you know, whether that's New Year's resolutions or maybe they're just feeling a little sluggish after the holidays with all the extra treats. Um, So for this episode, what we are going to be doing is highlighting some current popular health trends. And Dr. Yamin here is going to point out whether these trends are helpful or harmful. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) Yes. All right. So diving right in, I think this has got to be one of the most popular things that I hear. You know, I'm a health and fitness coach myself, so I hear about a lot of these trends as well, is that most people feel like they need to detox or cleanse after the holidays. You know, maybe they've eaten some extra cookies, they've drank some more wine, whatever it is. Um, Dr. Yamin, how do you feel about detoxes and cleanses? Well, again, I had to be a bearer of negative news, <laughs> but <laughs> right off the bat, I can say that, you know, this is a, a practice that's not based on any science. Uh, the body itself is very complicated. It's a million-year uh, organism in the making. So it has its own detox system, yeah. including the liver, the kidneys and almost every cell has its own way of detoxing through a special mechanism called uh, autophagy and stuff like that. We don't want to complicate the conversation, but uh, the point is that there is no science in those uh, practices, and some of them, unfortunately, are very harmful because you have to use stuff to do the detox, detox. and some of these have uh, heavy metal. Some of these are... um, not even uh, made to be eaten or to be uh, ingested in general uh, in the body. So those would be practices that are um, highly uh, uh, fads, not recommended and potentially dangerous. Plus they're very costly because some people prey on um, lack of knowledge. Absolutely. And and they make money out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know I've said with my clients before, like, you know, who have done them, 
in the past. You know, many who I interview before we start working together have, you know, shared maybe some things they've tried. You know, I've definitely tried them all over my life before I, you know, became a coach and, and knew better. But a lot of them seem to be almost like expensive laxatives. You know, they'll claim like, hey, I lost 10 pounds. It's like, well, you've just uh, emptied out the contents of your stomach. Um, what are some of the harms with that? You know, would that be dehydration or? As you just mentioned, they could be uh, instances where you have uh, quite a bit of dehydration happening. Yeah. Uh, significant electrolyte imbalances could take place and that could be very dangerous. Yeah. We've seen patients who come with a sodium that should be at 140 and they come with a sodium of 110. That can cause, wow. as an example, brain swelling. You can come with a potassium that's very low and that can cause dangerous arrhythmias. You can come with a kidney that's totally shut down. You can come with a liver that's very angry from all this and the list goes on. So uh, all those consequences could develop from, again, such practices. Wow, yeah, so it's just, you know, not worth it, you know, especially considering, you know, if you're looking to lose like 10 pounds after the holiday, you know, and you, you lose it through these means. I mean, as soon as you resume back to life as usual, you know, as soon as you hydrate yourself, that weight's not going to stay off, right? And well, it's Of course, it wasn't weight that you lost in the first place. Yeah. It was just water. Exactly. And, and you're going to put it back on. You exactly. can't lose weight in just a few days. Yeah. I think a lot of people confuse weight loss with fat loss. Correct. You know, it's like fat loss, you know, is something that you do over a period of time that's a little bit more sustainable, right? Or that involves preserving your muscle mass, you know. Um, so, yeah, when it comes to detoxes, you know, just for the scale to be lower, I mean, it, it's not worth the health risk. Um, so, yeah, detoxes are a popular one. Another one that I hear lots about, people ask me about, and I, I have my own opinions about this, but I want to pass this over to the expert, would be intermittent fasting. That's actually one of my favorite topics, and that's one of the few things that um, have been tested and retested in the best places in the world, including Harvard University, mm-hmm. Oxford, and Stanford. Yep. And they all proven without any doubt that this practice, which has been otherwise there for about 6,000 years, every religion, every culture yes. has fasting in it for some reason, yep. is very effective at uh, uh, improving well-being, mm-hmm. prolonging health, uh, giving you a uh, sense of um, alertness and fitness yep. uh, and has a, another slew of positive cardiovascular effects, okay. including, again, decreasing your cholesterol level, improving your blood pressure, improving your glucose profile, etc. Wow. One of the major mechanisms of fasting is that uh, what happens is you give your body a little break from constantly digesting food and generating toxins like oxygen free radicals. So then the body will do better stuff, which is to actually cleanse back to the first point by doing this process called autophagy. Yes, to do its job of just catching up on the housekeeping before another batch of food comes in. So again, autophagy kicks in, hormonal regulation kicks in, uh, etc. And that, that would help. And again, this has been validated in studies where they followed multiple, multiple parameters, both biologic and vital signs, and they they showed that intermittent fasting is a uh, very uh, natural and very effective way, instead of spending a lot of money on just controlling your weight, losing about three to five percent of it, if you like. Yep, absolutely. That can be done very easily. And again, beyond that, 
to just lead a healthy lifestyle. And now more and more data is emerging about uh, longevity, which is that it makes people live longer. To actually get this part, you need also to combine it with a little bit of calorie restriction. So the combination yes. of calorie restriction and fasting is way superior to either one alone. Absolutely. And that has been tested in animal models yeah. where they took rats and they made them uh, eat less calories than uh, the control rats, if you want to call yeah. them that way, and to go through intermittent fasting phases. Yeah. And they lived up to 35% more. Now, small animals are different than bigger ones. Yes. But just to expand somebody's life, or not somebody, a, a creature's life by 35% is yeah. not a, a small feast. No, not at all. Um, and is there a specific time period? You know, because I have clients who, you know, have asked about this before. And, you know, I feel like there's always nuance, um, you know, to every topic. Because some people may, like myself, I'm up at 4 a.m. I work out first thing in the morning. You know, I, I'm not going to go until 12 noon and fast in that way you know but for me i finish pretty much at 5 36 p.m eating and then i'm sleeping through the night like is there a specific time frame i would say keeping in mind with sustainability and people's lifestyles in general well that's a great question and before electricity if you think about it and before technology mm-hmm. we humans were almost imitating the rest of the animal world behavior where we would wake up with the sun rising and we would sleep with the sun setting. That would be about eight to 12 hours depending on the season. Yes. So the rest, you don't eat because you're actually sleeping. There is no electricity, there is no entertainment, nothing. Right. And my point is, if people just do this, where they wake up, eat for just uh, eight to 12 hours, and they don't do anything else. You don't have to count hours, you don't have to go very um, religious about it. It doesn't have to really ruin your routine. That in and by itself, if you give yourself between 12 and 16 hours, 16 would be top. Yeah. But even 12 hours of no food yeah. would be would be good. Yeah. Now, having said that, two things. One is, as you said, not everyone's schedule is, is the same. And people should be able to kind of carve this into their own routine and make it sustainable. Absolutely. And they have to go up slowly about it. So you cannot immediately go from eating... 16 hours to just fasting 16 hours and 24 hours so you have to just do it gradually the second thing is and uh, almost like a disclaimer here Mm -hmm. is if you have diabetes if you have other health conditions this may not be an option for you if you're on a lot of medications that require food if somebody is wasting for no reason if they exercise in a their athletes they need six seven thousand calories a day and they cannot squeeze it all in eight hours etc so like everything else there are exceptions to the rule. Of course. Yeah. And I love that because I've, I've, you know, I've done a lot of reading on it and I am as a coach so open to facilitating different, you know, tools, ways to get like to restrict calories because fasting, you know, when done correctly is a way to reduce calories, which we know that's where many of the health benefits, you know, um, increased glucose profile, um, or improved glucose profiles and all that too. Um, so with that, you know, just really taking into consideration people's lifestyles. And I love what you said, like how we used to get up early and go to bed, you know, with the sunrise. So knowing that, like, you can get benefits of fasting, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, while you're sleeping. Absolutely. Because you're fasting then, you're if fasting. you're getting proper sleep to begin with, yes, right? Yes. Which is no, going to be our next topic, actually. That is true, <laughs> but if you just sleep eight hours, then all you have to do is 
fast another four hours yeah. while you're awake as an example and you're up to 12 hours yeah. that's right off the bat like this and then you can you can try to kind of also add a little bit more from both ends absolutely and then you will get to 16 hours in about i tell my patients try within a period of two to three months yeah. not immediately to just add 15 minutes here 30 minutes there yeah you have to have this little bit of a hunger feeling yes happening yeah because that kind of uh, starts a cascade of reaction in the body yeah. that would uh, initiate the benefits of fasting. If you're constantly feeling full, then you have to ask your quest, uh, you know, yourself the question, am I doing it, doing it correctly or am I doing it enough? Right, absolutely. Um, another thing that comes to mind, and before I ask you about the next topic with fasting is, you know, the, I think needing the proper like education and guidance on fasting that somebody who already isn't eating enough protein and fiber and, you know, getting a balanced diet to just go ahead and fast. And, you know, then they're just, you know, maybe fitting in a pizza or whatever they can during the time, not saying pizza's bad, but, you know, is there an increased risk of nutrient deficiencies if they aren't properly educated before going into it. Absolutely. Yeah. It has to be coupled with exercise. It has to be coupled with a sensible diet. Because yeah. again, one feature of positive lifestyle yeah. that will be outweighed by five, six other negative ones would not would not stand uh, stand a chance. And intermittent fasting is, is just one, I get one good thing you could do, but it has to be coupled with right. a reasonable exercise program and, and a reasonable diet. And to answer your question also about uh, the studies done on it. Uh, so Harvard protocol has been to just do 12 to 16 hours. Yeah. Uh, Stanford is a bit particular because they go 24 hours without food okay. twice a week. So you pick two days, not consecutive. That's the 5-2, right, I believe. Is yes, what they call so the 5-2, yeah. yeah. And the other one is 16-8. Yeah. Um, the 5-2 for some people is, is very doable, but for most it's not. That's yeah. why the 12 to, to 16 hours, the yeah. gradual build up to that, which is called Harvard uh, Harvard Protocol, is probably more sustainable. Yeah, absolutely. And there, again, it comes in the individuality, right? Because for many, the 5-2, you know, having those two days without food, you know, from the mental side of things, from the behavior side of things, a lot of the times that, that level of restriction can actually make you want more. You know, like you may actually eat more the next day than what you would have had correct. you done like the 16-8, that's correct, you know, and yes. had, had a little bit more moderation. And, and again, like there's some who, you know, may have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, but yeah, just uh, think food for thought there too. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we kind of spoke about sleep, obviously fasting, getting the benefit of, of sleep. Um, you know, that you are fasting for eight hours if you are getting eight hours a night. Um, so another like really highlighted um, I don't want to call it a trend, but, you know, a positive health factor has been, you know, sleep with the uprising of sleep trackers. I know I have many clients who have the whoop, the, the bracelet. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't have one yet, but um, what are, like, we all know sleep is beneficial, but just how crucial is that to overall health and well-being? Well, it's in a way good and bad that we're talking about this today because sleep should be like any any anything uh, else we're going to discuss today, more of a natural thing. Shouldn't be even <laughs> highlighting the benefits of a right. basic physiologic phenomenon like this. But it has become a major problem. It's an epidemic, yeah. the sleep deprivation and the poor quality, especially since smartphones. 
oh, were yeah. launched in the market. This is what what just started this whole epidemic of not sleeping. And you can, ca- can you know count kids starting at the age of five or six all the way to uh, elderly people. Everybody is getting a phone. Everybody is getting um, notifications. Everybody is getting the uh, blue light. Yes. Everybody is just constantly on their phone. Um, so so sleep sleep is very important in this case. Um, there is no creature on earth that doesn't sleep. So there are even plants. So there must be an absolute physiologic need for sleep. And the humans are just trying to, to rewrite almost evolution by sleeping two or three hours yeah. and, and not getting the benefits of it. What happened during sleep? We can, we can go on forever, but we're, we're not going to do that. Just a couple examples. During sleep, what happened is the brain, as an example, goes into a process of absolute cleansing amazing where a lot of those synapses start secreting all the stuff that has that have accumulated during the day in a special drainage system called um, in the body it's lymphatic and the brain is called glymphatic because it has glial cells attached to it okay and if you don't do this then those toxins will build up in the brain cells because every day will have more residue that the brain could not get rid of and that can lead to on the short term irritability decreased concentration on the long term you will have dementia, decreased longevity, and we're seeing all this. Um, heart drops about 30 beats when you're sleeping, from when you're awake. So that must able be to rest. Exactly, yeah. able to rest, restore, get uh, the uh, vagal system to just take over, because all day long we're, we're, we're having you know, the adrenaline driving yes. us, and that's called sympathetic system. Yeah. But that, again, is a, uh, is a, is a system made for being alert and being fearful and stuff like and anxious so you need a time when another system takes over when you're relaxed and you're sleeping and that's the vagal system you go to the uh, liver the liver also takes the chance that there is no food and the body is sleeping to just also clear up and that's why as an example we check blood work after fasting in many instances of course just to prove how the liver works without the effect of food and and the only time, again, th- the liver gets really a, 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 a break like this is when we're not eating and sleeping. Then you get to the joints. The joints start to secrete also special collagen, and that will retard significantly osteoarthritis and other traumas in the future. Wow. The muscles, they all uh, uh, regenerate from trauma while you're sleeping. And that's why kids, as an example, grow during sleep. Of course. Um, the skin gets also collagen, and that's saying the um, you know Sleeping Beauty or, or, yes. or I need be- yes, you beauty, know, sleep, sleep. beauty yes. sleep exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, is is truly scientific. Absolutely. Um, so practically every organ can benefit from a good and restorative type of sleep because yeah. you can go on for twelve hours, yeah. and if it's all interrupted by notifications and lights and stuff like that, yeah. it wouldn't be a good sleep. Absolutely. I mean, it's literally like the, the fountain of youth <laughs> like it is. It, it, it like is. in itself, right? The most basic human function that, you know, I feel some people, you know, we've gotten to a place where we almost brag about like no rest until we're dead, you know, kind exactly, of thing. Yeah. And like, oh, oh yeah, I sleep like, only four hours. Yeah, I only slept four hours. I'm fine. Yeah. I got so much, so much done. I'm so productive. And it's like, I don't think that's something to be proud of. Correct. Right. Um, Something I often address with with my own clients who are, you know, working towards fat loss 
is we always check their biofeedback, sleep being one of them, you know, also digestion, energy, all of that. And when the sleep is off, you know, oftentimes I'll be like, oh, you know, should we reduce our calories more? Should I do more exercise? And I'm like, you need to get your sleep because one, you know, your decision-making brain right now is, is taking the back burner, you know, um, your prefrontal cortex, right? Like you're, it's, that's the one responsible for your, sure. you know, decision-making and everything, right? And it's, it's really hard. You can get more impulsive. You can feel more impulsive when you're lacking in sleep, your hunger hormones, you know, they're, they're kind of all over up. the place, yes, right? exactly, with so no sleep. Yeah, so you can feel hungrier than usual or, you know, your fullness, the hormone that's responsible for telling you when you're full, you exactly. know, is maybe delayed or take it a little break, right? Um, so oftentimes that's what I say to them. I'm like, if you want to recover from your workouts and everything, let's get the sleep in track first and then everything else will kind of fall into place, right? That is true, yes. But yeah, the, the brain kind of cleansing thing is just fascinating. I know I've seen clips about it before but to kind of hear exactly what's happening um the body is just incredible yeah and unfortunately as we get older this brain cleansing process gets slower oh i didn't know that so kids can potentially um, bounce back from sleep deprivation much easier than grown-ups and yeah. that's why we carry what we call sleep deficit as we get older oh. so now as an example and I, I have to admit this if somebody wakes me up a couple nights you know about patients which is obviously of my course. job I really drag my feet, yeah. let's say, the days that would follow this. Yeah. Looking 20 years back, yeah. I would just do two or three hours of sleep when I was a resident oh and a fellow, goodness. and then continue a full day of work unhinged. So, so as we get older, and I, 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 get, I, I, get, uh, you know, I guess everybody identifies with this, uh, as we get older, we need more sleep. Yeah. More quality sleep, not necessarily, again, number of hours. Yeah. And quality sleep is where it's like uninterrupted, where you're able to go exactly. through your full sleep cycles, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know, those uh, tracking devices you mentioned, yes. are, they are good. They are yeah. good in that sense because they they give you a an incentive and they give you a, a good idea yeah. for the most part of what's happening to you, how many times you woke up, etc. Yeah. I know many of them give you like a sleep score so you can see yes. how good your quality of sleep is versus just how long you were in bed, Correct. right? Yes. Yeah. I think definitely something I want to try, um, you know, because I have so many clients that have them, it'd be nice to try it myself, right? Um, no, I think that that's excellent and really helpful. So, you know, don't don't sleep on sleep. Prioritize that this new year. I know it can be tough like for that. the busy holidays. <laughs> don't sleep on <laughs> sleep. Don't sleep on sleep. Um, so one of the one of the next trends. I'm going to make sure to try and get as many in as possible. Uh, this one, I think, has been around for a couple of years. I, I've seen it. There's, you know, boutiques all over the place. And this is the vitamin, like, IV drip therapy. They call it, like, almost like cocktails kind of set up as a spa. I know they have them for anti-aging, hydration, skin brightening, immunity, all that. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, going in and voluntarily getting a, an IV? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I had to be, you know, constantly harping on the negative note here but yeah. but that's in a way the purpose of this podcast absolutely to, to debunk some of those things yes and uh, and as you said i know for a fact that it's happening in bermuda unfortunately yeah. these are not in any way shape or form uh even linked remotely to a scientific basis to them yeah uh, vitamins you can get them from eating a healthy balanced food yeah. uh, walking a little bit in the sun doing your exercises that's all what you need. Yeah. There is no evidence that getting extra vitamin 
is helpful for the body. In fact, there are two ways to get rid of them. One is they build and become toxic. As an example, if you overdo it on vitamin D, which is one of the most important vitamins, you get hypervitaminosis D, which is a condition in and by itself, just to give you an example. So, so sometimes more is not necessarily good. The second way is to just, you know, people eliminate it again in their kidneys and the liver. So you're making your body work to eliminate something that it doesn't need. Then comes the actual IV line. And most places who put them are not, you know, big places that they have skilled nurses and stuff like that. So we've seen people coming with infection in the heart because a bacteria was introduced through the IV line. Scary. Uh, or a phlebitis, what's called phlebitis, which is inflammation of the whole vein where where this injection went through and some of those vitamins in and by itself are very irritant to the veins so even if they did all the right thing the solution itself can burn and can cause side effects uh, so there's no science to it and you potentially could encounter significant uh, health risks associated with that and they're very expensive so yeah. I, d I don't see how people just not see all those issues yeah. before being convinced almost coerced into doing something that is so uh, unhealthy and not <laughs> not founded into any science basis absolutely i feel like it almost you know couples with the detoxes and cleanses a lot of people will you know go all out or you know feel like oh i drank too much last night so i need to do this the next day not realizing that you know just eating some healthy balanced meals, going out for a walk and prioritizing your sleep the next day is probably one of the best things you could do for your body. And they're right? all free and they're yeah. all healthy. Exactly. They have no side effects. And uh, yeah, uh, and you said something very important. Most people do it out of either guilt yeah. or frustration. Absolutely. Some people, you know, they want to lose weight. They want to feel good. So we understand that. But, you know, having the good intention is different than just going with, with those choices b because you should just continue with yeah. their good intention and find what's scientifically proven to work and not Absolutely. just, uh, you know, stumble upon anything and, and out of frustration, take it on yourself. Some of this stuff is irreversible. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, which is really scary, you know, yeah. for something that you're going in just thinking like, oh, I'm just going to get, you know, a little energy boost or going to detox my body. And then, you know, having all those health complications down the road, it's like, is it worth it? Exactly. Right. And, you know, I think about, speaking about like the fasting about you know the five two how that restriction oftentimes can lead to extreme measures you know we've seen it multiple times in um in studies that like you know restriction can lead to you know binging or you know doing more impulsive things but with the with like say like somebody ate a little bit too much the night before or had too much alcohol i think oftentimes it's the mindset it's understanding that these things don't have to be completely eliminated from your diet you know people tend to think in subtraction what can i take away from my diet so Correct. that when they have it then they feel guilty and it's just this snowball effect exactly yeah, yeah it's a vicious to, cycle yes yeah as opposed to just focusing on what they can add in you know more sleep more protein more more fiber more fruits and veggies more more walking whatever and then those other things just by default tend to kind of lessen you can almost balance it out right in, in moderation 100 percent. yeah yeah yes absolutely which leads me to my next um i was kind of speaking about balance i mean me as a nutrition coach i speak about flexible dieting and you know everything kind of has its place um what are your thoughts on you know, some of those more extreme diets that eliminate entire food groups carnivore is one which i feel like i know what you're going to say on that one um but you know for example keto um 
alkaline diets, you see a lot of that too. Things that are basically eliminating entire food groups or, you know, um, macro groups in general. Yeah, well, again, you, you can speak uh, about could, this yes. from, from your own experience <laughs> and from your own uh, expertise, but... Yeah, it's good to have the expert here as well. Thank you, but, yeah. yeah, but, you know, it's, it's evident that you cannot sustain a yeah. diet like that, for one thing. Yeah. The second thing is, we go back to the body that has evolved over millions of years. There's a reason why those three major groups are still there, protein, fat, and uh, sugar. Yeah. And just saying, all of a sudden... I'm 50 year old as an example and say I'm not 50 but so yeah. somebody you know who, who would say okay I, I know now more more about the body than the body itself I'm gonna take out take out sugars completely yeah. this doesn't work because you have those cells that need the sugar you have the brain that needs the sugar yeah. uh, etc so any attempt at taking out a major macro element yeah again whether protein sugar or uh, fat uh, is not gonna um, it's not gonna be sustainable and healthy on the long term yeah. you could do it maybe for a short t- uh, term like a keto diet yeah but uh it, it, it's not gonna be something that will will help you a lot on the long term yeah. we've seen in the past atkins diet yeah and how most patients have ended up with cardiac disease um just too ke- many saturated fats of is course. that the reason yeah yeah, keto diet also has tons yeah. of metabolic problems associated to it, and I strongly uh, discourage it for uh, discourage it for anyone and everyone. Uh, carnivore diet is just going back, uh, throwing literally everything we know about science, and going back to the cave uh, age to just say we're going to eat carnivore diet, etc. So all these diets are, and again they come wi- with their own expenses because you have to buy special food for them. Always, um, they are not balanced. They are not good for the body. They are uh, fraught with electrolyte problems on the short-term and long-term health problems yeah. like hypertension, stroke, heart disease on the long-term. So so those diets should not be even adopted yeah. by anybody. Yeah, um, that's definitely my sentiment when it, when it comes to anything extreme, um, you know, because... Like you said, all, all of these macronutrient groups are there for a reason. They all serve a purpose, right? And, and carbs, unfortunately, have been demonized for far too long. Um, you know, it's just, again, more about having that balance. Exactly. You That's know? the key word. It's balance. It's yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you, if you turn carbs 80% of what you eat, yes. this is terrible. Absolutely. But, but just b- bring it down to zero yeah. would also be as bad. Yeah, absolutely. And, y- and you feel bad, too. I don't know many people who are happy that eat no carbs in of general, course. right? My it's God. Yeah, I mean, it, a, lot, a lot of those foods, you know, um, foods that bring you joy and, and things like that, like they're they're important in your diet too, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Even at a metabolic level, when you don't eat sugar and you have those ketones circulating and uh, the sugar is 60, 70, 80, yeah. that, could be, that could be very dangerous. It could be uh, giving you mental fog, yeah. irritability. Um, etc. etc. So, so not, none of this is healthy. None of this is sustainable. Yeah, people should just not, not really buy into the into fitness this industry yeah. nonsense. Yes, yeah. Unfortunately, I mean it's a gosh multi-billion, maybe even trillion um, dollar industry. Of course, you know the fitness industry makes its money for a reason. You know, if people were hitting their goals, you know, for long term, they wouldn't be coming back and they wouldn't be making money. Yes. You and know. unfortunately, this industry feeds uh, off the people who are frustrated and they want to make a change. And 
and they want to fix their diet and they yeah. just keep throwing at them those fads yeah. and once one of them dies out yeah. another you know yeah well it's uh, like reinventing atkins yes. with yes. keto i was like yeah. well we, we know this one i was like it's the same person or it's, it's, it's the same true. thing right um no i appreciate that and i am mindful of our time so i want to just bring up one more i have a few on the list here um but one i was interested in as i was kind of looking up you know asking chat gpt for a list of different trends and everything one came up that i actually hadn't heard of um and that is people using do-it-yourself gene editing kits they're like biohacking their dna themselves being like little mini scientists at home i don't is this something you've heard of i've heard of it and i watched you know a few things about it online yeah. and it's absolutely mind-blowing in a very 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 negative way okay this you know if if you at least don't eat a healthy diet yeah. you're affecting yourself and yourself only and for a period of time while you're not eating a healthy diet however comes to gene manipulation it's a very serious business i don't know how people think they are citizen scientists who just read a couple things about the genes and next thing is they go on the dark web or on those places ebay and stuff and start buying gene kits yeah. and they those same people, by the way, refuse to take usually vaccinations that have been validated in millions and millions of patients. They would agree to inject themselves with very dangerous preparations that will permanently modify their genes in a, in a uh, final way. So you cannot reverse it. Some of the stuff can be extremely dangerous. And this trend, if it continues, it will significantly be an, a, a major issue in many societies because also some of those modifications continue to the germline cells. So you potentially could change future generations. So that person changes themselves to the worse oh and potentially they will change their offspring to oh the worse too. And, and again, this should be left to people who, who have done PhD yes. in this stuff, who have spent 30, 40 years studying it, and it's a very uh, promising technique. Yeah. It's based on a concept called CRISPR. Yes, that's and what I had written yes, down here was CRISPR. Yes, and the CRISPR, actual yes. concept has won uh, a Nobel Prize. And wow. the people who did it are very achieved scientists. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dr. Dudna and others. Um, and again, it can save potentially in the future uh, patients from a lot of diseases where there is a genetic alteration and you, you can fix it. But that's like saying... Um, Again, I'm going to go to uh, masters, buy a couple of things, and start building a whole house. I mean, that house is not <laughs> going to stand anything. That's exactly it. Same, same with that, and except that this is probably 100 times more complicated than building a house. Yeah. So people cannot do it, should not do it, should not attempt it. Uh, many places have already regulations in Europe yeah. against any trafficking of gene ma genetic material. Because also to inject it, you would need uh, what we call vector. Okay. And that vector is usually a virus or a piece of a bacteria. So the whole thing is very serious business that could just could you be, not be like creating new viruses by doing that? Well, like there are viruses that you could inject in your body yeah. and they will they will essentially be again very restricted viruses. They will be um, um, you know harmless. Yeah. But at the same time the virus will be like a uh, the satellite that delivered oh this gene to your uh, cells and then the gene will be incorporated into the DNA and will start will start working 
<laughs> so this oh is this well, is again one of the most outrageous trends these days and, and and all for what to live a little bit longer is this what they're trying knows? to do is who it knows? like they i'm like for what i was yeah. like i was like i mean you could get hit by a bus tomorrow let's hope we don't but i mean to try and go to this extreme i mean people like to play god sometimes in yeah general, that's you know? that's playing playing scary. an ignorant god not just god exactly. playing god and being ignorant and yeah. sometimes little knowledge is very very dangerous Absolutely. So again, yeah, they watch a couple YouTube videos, they read a couple articles published in throwaway magazines, yeah. and they think now they are as good as a PhD scientist. That they've done their research. Yes, <laughs> and now they can yeah. just buy the gene material, buy the vector, and hope for the best. Oh, goodness me. Okay, well, for the listeners out there, um, if you're thinking about <laughs> editing your genes or buying one of these kits, probably not a good idea. Um, as we've said multiple times in this episode, stick into the basics, letting your body, which is an amazing, amazing thing, do its job that it knows how to do oh so well, um, is probably your best bet this new year. Amen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Dr. Yumin, do you have any, you know, final tips for you know a healthy new year uh, that you want to leave with our listeners today well again as you exactly said i'm going to repeat almost your your sentence to yeah. the word which is stick to the basics yeah. keep it simple keep it real keep it sustainable yeah. healthy diet mm -hmm. if you want one one you know example of this mediterranean diet yeah would be the best option yeah and maybe that's a topic for another podcast yeah absolutely some exercise added to it yeah a little bit of fasting and being in general sensible about your health and know when it looks eccentric, maybe it is eccentric. Yeah. Like they say, when it looks, you know, when it looks good, probably shouldn't do it. Here also, when it looks eccentric, just leave it alone. A diet that's totally out of out of character should not be something someone should uh, should adopt, etc. So, so that's it. Absolutely. Just simple and real and and natural options. Absolutely. Well said. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure having you here today. Thank you so much. We'll definitely have you back on again. I'm sure there are so many other things we can chat about um, as the list is endless with these trends that keep popping up. Uh, and for all that are listening, I hope you have a very happy holiday. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. And that wraps up today's episode. A big thank you to our sponsor, the Lindos Group of Companies. Remember, why go anyplace else? I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's discussion. Head over to our social media pages at The Royal Gazette and at RGMags on both Instagram and Facebook and share your insights with us. Until next time, Bermuda, stay healthy and stay inspired. <laughs>